Jesus is teaching in the temple, he looks up and he says to people something that must have seemed very strange. He said, beware of the scribes. Beware of the scribes. Who in the world would have said something like this? The scribes were respected men in the community. They were religious men. They, they are sometimes called lawyers. They're not really lawyers in, in the sense of, uh, of practicing um, you know, a law as a trade. They rather are the type of people who are, who are learned in the scriptures. It's like saying, beware of the priests. <laughs> beware of pastors. Yes, nobody has that sign hanging out on their door, do they? What we put out signs to beware of, beware of the dog. I remember one time my friend and I were walking through this neighborhood late at night, and it was kind of dark, and, and um, it was scary. And uh, we were walking side by side on the sidewalk and walked past this alley, and as we did, this dog just came at us. You could hear him and, and not really see him, but you, he sounded big. And so I did what any friend would do. I threw my, my buddy in front of the dog and ran. And, <laughs> and the dog was on a chain, which made my friend laugh and then say, what kind of buddy are you after all, Joe? You know, we always have this kind of fear of, of animals, you know, that this dog could attack us. And we have good reason. We've seen lots of attacks of dogs. Until recently, we hadn't seen any attacks of pastors. But maybe we do, unfortunately, in our, our culture today. Jesus says, beware the scribes. And everyone must have looked at him kind of strange and thought, but why? Why would I beware of scribes? There are things to beware of. Like I said, wild animals. Another time I remember, I used to serve as, a, I worked as a, um, an electronic technician. And I worked on uh, copier machines. This was, I went to the technical college and, uh, and uh, when I got out of school, I, I went in and did this. I, I worked on photocopiers, uh, Canon copiers like Xerox machines, that sort of thing. And I would travel around to a bag, you know, that sort of bit. And I went to this one attorney's office. It was in a small town. And it was common in this small town that for the attorneys, they would buy houses. And they would convert it into their, their place of uh, business and put a shingle out front. And, and that was the case. And so I, small town, West Liberty, Ohio, really, really, you know, two traffic light kind of town. I went to this attorney's office and... I went up and, and the light was on and it had a you know a glass door in the front so you would just walk right into the like a house so I, I walked into what used to be the living room but was now the reception area there was a desk sitting there and lights were on and everything seemed to be up, up but but there was nobody around and, you know I kind of knocked on the, the the table a little bit to see if anybody would come and they didn't I said hello hello anybody here no, nobody came and so I stood there for a moment and as I did I looked into the next room what used to be the dining room. The dining room light was turned off, and there sitting in the corner of the dining room was a Doberman Pinscher. And his eyes were fixed upon me. And terror struck my heart. And so I looked around for anything that might help me, like a letter opener laying on a desk or something like that, and, and there was nothing. And, and so I thought to myself, what shall I do? And, and I looked, and he just sat there looking at me, uh, like a trained attack dog, just waiting for me to move. And he didn't, and so I decided that my best shot was to run out the door as quickly as possible. So I threw my, my tool bag and took off running. I ran out the door and slammed it behind me, and I peeked back in, and sure enough, he just sat there, still looking. And I thought, oh, this must be a train dog. I must not have went f far enough into the, into the room. And so I, I, I went back, and I, I went to the phone booth, and I, I called back to the, the office, and I said, you know, there's nobody there. The door's open. There's a huge dog in there. I'm not going back in for a while. And my dispatcher said, now, calm down, Joe. This, it's going to be okay. Wait a few minutes and go back. And sure enough, small town, receptionist left to go to the 
to the post office, didn't bother to lock up or anything like that. And so there she pulls back in, and she pulls in and walks in the door, um, probably startled to see my tool bag laying on the floor. And, and I walk up behind her and you know, call her by name and, and said, does that dog bite? And she looked at me of the strangest look and said, what dog? I said, that dog that's right there in the next room, in the conference room, does that dog bite? And she got a big smile across her face as she went in and flipped on the light and this statue of a dog sitting there. She said, no, Joe, this dog does not bite. Silly to be something, afraid of something that's not real, isn't it? Silly to be afraid of a statue of a dog. And Jesus says, beware. Beware of the scribes. Why are we to be aware of the scribes? I mean, they look so real. You see, it's not, in, in his case, it's the exact opposite. It's something that looks real but is fake instead of something that, that, that is fake but looks real. It, it, it's, it, beware of those who have the appearance outwardly of religious intent, who have outward appearance of piety, but inwardly have no real authentic relationship with the Lord. Beware of the frauds. Beware of the fakes. That's what Jesus is saying, isn't he? And Mark loves contrast. In Mark's Gospel, you have this all the time, this contrast between one type and another type. And so the scribes serve as the antitype, whereas the widow serves as the true type. And he tells us a lot about the scribes. And he says, notice what they like. They like, um, verse 38, he, he, he was teaching, in the, beware of the scribes. They like to walk around in long robes. This scared me when I tried, I was reading this in the, in the Greek, and, and the word is stolos. Stoles, you know. Beware of those who like to walk around in stoles. Well, the good news is I don't like to wear them, so, uh, you know, maybe I'm up on the upward slide of that. Beware of those who like to walk around with outward appearances of religiosity. They like to wear their religion on their sleeves, so to speak, in a very literal way. They, those who like to have this performance of religion, who want people to look at them and say, oh my, how religious they are, look at the uniform they're wearing. Beware of the people who outwardly like to wear their religion. Also, they like impressive greetings in the marketplace. The word here it has, a, has an attachment, proto. They want, they want the primary greeting. They want the chief greeting in the, in the marketplace. They want people to respect them in public because of their religious heritage. They want the chief seats in the synagogue. They want everybody to see them and, and to draw attention to them. They, they want um, the seats of honor at a party. And they love to say long prayers, Jesus says. They love to say long prayers so that people say, Oh, my, how pious he is. How devout. Look, outwardly, all the signs... Of, of true religion are right there. The robe, the stole, the long prayers. Uh, they get greeted in the marketplace and, and the best seats in the synagogue. Oh, these people must be. They must be authentic. And yet Jesus says, beware of them. Beware. Their outward signs really don't, don't tell us what's going on on the inside. However, he says, look at this widow. This widow who comes up, and, and while people are making a, a big display of what they give, she gives just, you know, two bits, little half pennies each. And Jesus says something that's really interesting. She gave more than all of them. 
But she gave out of her poverty. She gave what all that she had. Her percentage was far less, <laughs> you know, in terms of, uh, or excuse me, her, the value was far less. But her percentage was far more. She gave 100% of what she had. All of it to God. Trusting that God somehow would take care of her. Just like the widow in the story of Elijah. By trusting God, by giving of, of her means, she's trusting that God will, will make everything right. And, and so you have the scribes. Who, who love notoriety. They love to be viewed as religious professionals. And you have a widow woman who simply wants to be authentic inwardly. No one will recognize her. No one will know that she's doing a great thing. And so the contrasts are there. Someone who wants to look religious versus someone who wants to have an authentic relationship. We can look really religious too, can't we? I mean, we can... We can play the part well. Maybe not everybody has to wear the robe or stole, but, but we can look religious in our neighborhood. We can hang crosses up in our office at work. Carry a Bible. Friends see us going to church on Sunday. Outwardly can look very religious. And we might even kind of like that. That people know that we're religious. Jesus seems to be saying, you know, I don't know that there's a problem with that. I don't think Jesus is, is criticizing the, the vestments that the scribes wore. He's not criticizing their seats in the synagogue. It's that they want those seats in the synagogue. It's that they long to be greeted in the public square. It's that they want the recognition of people. It's not the things themselves. It's the desire that the scribes have that makes them want religious notoriety more than a relationship with the Lord. We can also have a concern for our reputation. We want to be known as people who are religious. And Jesus says, you know what? It's not so important what people know about you. It's more important that your relationship with the Lord is authentic. And of course, there's the whole professional versus amateur bit. The, um, the, the scribes are religious professionals. This is what they do. They're, they're known as experts in religion. And this widow is an amateur. She doesn't know any of the, the rules of religion. She thinks that God's somehow impressed by her little two bits. And Jesus seems to say, you know, here's the fact she actually that God actually is impressed by her. This prayer by Henry Now, when I mentioned it before, bears mentioning it again, where he says, Lord, I don't know if I'm doing your will, and the fact that I think I am doesn't mean I actually am. But he says, I believe the desire to please you does in fact please you. And what this widow woman has is a desire to please God. She wants to do it. She might be an amateur, but I think God delights in amateurs. In fact, maybe God delights more in amateurs than in professionals, kind of the way I view football. <laughs> Especially because I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, so it's easier to watch the, the amateurs, right? That God likes amateurs. He's not looking for professionals. He's not looking for people who phrase their prayers properly. And who know all the intricacies of, of theology. God wants somebody who wants an open and honest and authentic relationship with him. There's a story about Theodore Roosevelt as he was running for president. He'd invited um, some people to come and, and to meet with him at his home. And uh, he'd invite a few groups to come. And, and then they would come to his home. He would greet them and welcome them. And, and one, of the, one of the groups that came, this one delegation came, were, were some type of laborers. And, and he wanted to impress them. So he invited them there and, and had them at the house. And 
served them some lemonade. And, and he says to them, let's go down to the barn and, and we'll talk while I work. And so he goes down to the barn on Long Island and they go down with him and, and the delegation is all standing around and, and uh, Roosevelt rolls up his sleeves and grabs the pitchfork and looks around and, and there's no hay. And he's looking all around and he's, he's dumbfounded. Where's the hay? And, and so he yells up to his, his farmhand who's up in the loft. He says, John, where's all the hay? And John yells back down, well, I haven't had time to send it back down since when you patched it up there when the Iowa delegation was here. So uh, President Roosevelt wanted to look like he was a hard worker because he thought it would impress people. And Jesus says there are people out there who want to look like they're religious professionals because they think it will impress people. God is not impressed by the things that we are impressed by. He is impressed by authenticity. He is impressed by those who want nothing more than a pure, honest, and open relationship with Him. And that's what He wants from us today too. Amen.